Welcome to the Bottled Blonde Podcast, a guide for the unconventional modern woman. Your host, Christina McInnes, will give you a behind-the-scenes look into everything you need to know. Get ready to laugh, learn, and have a happy hour with your blonde digital BFF. Let's celebrate not having it all together, but having a good fucking time while we're at it. TBB babes, for the last year, I have been obsessed with Dime Beauty. First off, I want to thank Dime Beauty for sponsoring this podcast. And secondly, I want to share with you why you need all of these products ASAP. They are clean, vegan, cruelty-free. They're an affordable luxury item, and they're great for all skin types. We love a bougie on a budget moment. My personal favorites have to be the perfumes. They have four of them. But creme de la creme has to be the Malibu Night Perfume. Guys, it's so good. The initial scent that you get is raspberry pear with green leaves. The middle scent is the coconut milk, pink rose, and peony. And then the actual base scent of the perfume is sandalwood, vanilla, cloud musk. It's like this perfect, dreamy perfume that everyone needs. But they have four. And what I've been loving to do this summer and going into fall is taking a little mini with me. So they actually have a perfume sample kit that comes with four sample sizes of the perfume. That way you can take those all around with you. So you need the big one and then all of the minis too. So if you guys want to try these products out, make sure to use my code BLONDE20 for 20% off your entire order. And remember, Dime also provides free shipping on orders over $49. If you haven't tried Dime Beauty yet, make sure you do. Again, that code is BLONDE20 for 20% off. Hello, TVB babes. I am your host, Christine McGinnis. Hey, what's up? Hello. And today's episode is going to be freaking fabulous. We have Joy on and I loved hanging out with her and her team. She was just like so nice and so down to earth and so authentic. And I feel like Nowadays, that is kind of hard to find, and I just thought she was hilarious. I feel like you guys are going to love this episode because I gave her some heavy-hitting questions, which I'm definitely trying to do with a lot of the guests now, and just really dive in, but we talked about her nudes getting leaked. We talked about her family not necessarily at first supporting her career. And I think that that's so freaking important because no no matter like where you're at in your life, you might be in a stage where you're doing something that your friends, your family, people from your hometown don't really understand, don't really support. And I think it's amazing to see like how far she's come as, you know, walking in Adelia's fashion show, then to be working for Victoria's Secret, then to be creating her own line and how many stepping stones that she's had and that she doesn't really see herself as a Victoria's Secret model. She says in this episode, I thought was hilarious, but also so cool because we, I personally like first things first, everything that when you Google joy, Victoria's Secret model, but she doesn't really consider herself as a Victoria's Secret model. Now she's like, I'm really wanting to move into like the design space and to be seen as a designer. And I think that's so cool. How people perceive us is not necessarily how we perceive ourselves. And so I really, really liked this episode. I just listened to it all back again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to have her on. There's like some people that I've had on the podcast that now I want to continuously have on and bring some people back. So if there's someone you've heard that you want to hear more from, literally shoot us a DM and we'll hopefully get them back on. 
because there's just so many awesome people that have, that have been on the bottled blonde. And I'm so grateful for you guys and your support with the podcast. Um, we've been really hitting TikTok and Instagram hard. And the team has been working real hard behind the scenes and to get you guys some like killer people to listen to people that I really want to chat with, but also who are going to bring you guys a lot of value. So super excited and let's jump into this week's episode. Hello TBB babes. We are live and ready to rock and roll. We are so excited because Joy is here on the Bottle Blonde podcast today. Thank oh. you so much for having me. Thank I'm you so, so much. excited to be here. She came all the way down from Newport and if you know LA that is a drive. So we got this girl caffeinated and we're ready to ask her all the tea which I am so excited for. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey and actually getting scouted? We read that it was it when you were 14 at a mall. Yeah, so um, I grew up in a very small town in North Carolina. We had we grew up on a farm and there was a mall on the city next to us. So once in a while, I would go out there and go shopping. And I was in this store called Delia's. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it's like a teen store. And the lady in the store was like, we're doing a fashion show. Would you like to be part of it? And I was like, yeah, that would be amazing. So exciting. I did it and they gave me free clothes. And then ever since then, I was 14. I was always like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to walk the runway, get free clothes and be in this industry. And so that was always a dream of mine. It didn't just go straight into that, but that was the first taste of this industry, I guess. That's so (laughs) cute. I love that. I grew up in a small town too. Are you familiar with Oregon at all? No. Is it somewhere in America, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's right above us. Yeah. No no one's heard of that either. Yeah. Yeah. Literally people are like, they say Oregon when they're talking about it. It's Oregon, but it's very small. And I remember one of my friends got scouted. Nothing ended up happening like after it, but it's crazy how like that one experience can change your entire life. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, after that, um, I pursued it personally, but it was like hard work. It wasn't easy. So how did you get from that time of you walking in that fashion show to then getting your first job? How long was that? Um, There was a huge in-between. I basically, um, I was homeschooled and I, I decided to go to college. So at 18, I moved to Florida. I went to college and I was two and a half years in and I dropped out. I was like, I hate this. School is not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I dropped out and I had $600 in my pocket and a car and I drove to Miami and I stayed on a friend's couch and I had this big dream to become a model, become an actress. And I had no plan. I had no idea what I was going to do. So I thought it was going to be easy. I went into the agencies. I was like, hi, take me as a model. And they're like, no. And I was like, what? So each agency actually declined me. They said, you're too short. You're too blonde. We have someone that looks like you. We're not interested. Finally, one small commercial agency was like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a try. We'll put you on a commercial board. Um, maybe you can do fitness stuff, you know? And that was all I needed. I bartended it um, or bartended at night and paid my rent that way and then shot as much as I could with all these different photographers and built a book 
built my social media. And next thing you know, the biggest agencies that declined me were, were begging for me. And that took about um, a year and a half. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So did you end up dealing with the same exact people who declined you? Yeah, I walked in there and I said, you guys remember me? And they said, oh, yes, uh, we would love to have you. We love you, Joy. All these things. So fake. I was like, okay, well, sign me up. I don't care. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's pretty crazy. I think like people don't realize to the persistence that it takes. Like a lot of people see like the beautiful pictures of modeling, but not the back end of like it's business. And especially if you aren't like booked by an agency, there's a lot of back end that you have to do when you're trying to build your book. What were you doing? Like, how do you build a book? Um, so I saw myself as a professional model. No one else did. So I needed someone to capture that light. So I would, um, you know, give my input, shoot with these weird photographers. Some of the, <laughs> some of the, some of the images would come out amazing. Some m- majority of them were horrible. And mm-hmm. I would just take one or two images from each shoot and just build this beautiful booklet of like what I wanted to be portrayed as. Mm-hmm. And I guess that worked. And as I started working with clients, I'd get a job here and there. They would love working with me because I always had a great attitude and I was the last one on set, like always full of energy. I love it. That's amazing. And so I think the clients, they rebooked me. They kept wanting me back. And, you know, I created a good name for myself off of my kindness. Yeah. Well, and to people want to work with people that they like. Like at the end of the day, I feel like that's why a lot of people get rebooked in any like business because you want to work with people that you love when you were working with these clients too what would be things that you would tell your younger self now that you know being in the industry for so long were there mess ups that you had early on that you would never do now or things that like happened that you're like oh like now that i now i know better yeah you don't need to take your clothes off okay <laughs> i okay. always thought that i was like oh, this photographer only shoot me if I do like, you know, implied or sexy. And maybe they would have, but I really feel like that a lot of those images, you know, they don't book you those catalogs, those new photos. So I feel like that if I went and did it again, I would be like, no, I'm not taking my clothes off. And uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of nudes, <laughs> literally goes back into nudes being leaked on your iCloud. So what exactly oh, yeah. happened with the nude iCloud leak? Okay, so my phone all of a sudden just went blank. And I was like, what is going on? Like completely deleted. It says your iPhone is being deleted. Um, and I was like, what the hell? So what I had done like anyone can, um, someone texts me and I responded. Somehow they got into my iCloud and I thought it was Apple or something like, so I gave my email, my login. So, um, no, yeah, it was a way. Now I don't ever click links or open things. Be really careful. And this was years ago. This was like what? 2014. Yeah. So it was at the beginning of phone hacks. Like this thing didn't really happen often. So I totally fell to it and my phone was deleted. I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. Um, I called Apple and they were like, no, your password's changed. That's not it. And I'm like, what? So whoever had it had my iCloud password. They went in and changed my password and basically hacked my phone, somehow got the images off my phone. 
thank goodness I wasn't sucking any dick. Yeah, <laughs> not a dick sucking photo. That's a career ender. No dick I sucking. Mean, Unless you're going I, into I porn. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want to say. Thank goodness there was no like porn. Porn. Like, yeah. Porn. Um, there were some nude shots in there, but. I mean, who doesn't take a nude selfie once in exactly. a while? I know. There's like, I get like every once in a while, I feel like I'll get something that's like someone's trying to log into your Snapchat and I'm like, well, if you want it, it was there. It's been a few years. So it might look slightly different. I just hope you pick a good one. <laughs> so when those got leaked, did, were, did they go viral? Was it like? Yeah. I mean, I think about 150 different people got their phones hacked by these same hackers or whoever it was i don't mm -hmm. know who it was i think they eventually found out who it was but um i mean at that point it's like too late it's all over the internet uh, yeah and then when i saw jennifer lawrence and her images i was like thank goodness like it could be worse okay wait what what were hers oh there was full-on like dick in her mouth oh <laughs> jennifer <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got to keep those in a lockbox. No clicking links. Yeah, with her husband. Oh, okay. Like, At least it's her husband. Yeah. Which is so sad. Like, that's her private life. She wasn't planning on sharing that. And I feel really, really bad for her. But then I was like, I have nothing to say. Like, mine aren't even that bad. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, so they yeah. were like targeting certain types of people to then steal. I wonder if they sold the images or how they made money off of that. There had to be something to where these hackers were getting something versus just the photos. Like maybe they sold them to like places online. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I remember that like at the time, all these news outlets were trying to get my side of the story. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I don't know what else to say except for this sucks. I feel like Apple should be responsible. Yeah. But then again, I did give my like somehow my email. So. <laughs> oh, no. And then you didn't ever, you didn't ever sue Apple. You didn't ever go after these people, did you? No, I when I was asked, basically, are you going to go after Apple? I was like, well, hell yeah. Uh, I never actually did because I feel like there was maybe a general lawsuit that everyone did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I should have probably, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I was curious about that too, because I'm like, all right, when something like that happens, what do you do? What was your yeah. course of action? Um, Freak out. Okay. Yeah. And I would as well. I would literally be like, all right, what do you do? Did you go to your family? Or yeah, like I called my brother. I have, my brothers are real computer nerds. So I was like, hey, I, my little brother, I was like, um, is there any way you can help take this this off the internet? Get yeah. this down? And they were like, uh, no, it's pretty much everywhere. Like, there's nothing we can do at this point. Um, and I was like, okay. And they're like, the only thing you can really do is just put out more new content that takes over so that when people Google you, it's it not gets the first, flushed yeah, down. It's yeah. not the first thing. Um, so yeah. Um, well, good news today in 2022, we had to do some digging to find that. So oh, it was accomplished. Good to know. Yes. It was not, she's like slam dunk in the corner. She's like, we have been Amazing. working. And I didn't even try. <laughs> what? I was speaking of family and kind of bringing in your brothers, what was the transition like with your family? Were they always very supportive of you modeling or was there anybody in the family? Ooh, that's a good question. I grew up very conservative, homeschooled, no TV. 
there's 10 of us. I have six brothers and three sisters. Oh my gosh. Wow. And my parents, they were super religious. They didn't believe in birth control, obviously. Um, so we went to church every Sunday, Wednesday. And when I dropped out of college to pursue my dreams of being a model and it wasn't working, like I wasn't making money. And, um, my mom well, actually rewind back my, I did try to photo shoot when I was 16. Um, and my mom, I put the pictures on Facebook at the time. I don't think there was like big Instagram, but my mom sat me down and she goes, um, I just want to show you something. She pulls up the computer and there are me in swimsuit images on Facebook. And she's like, do you know what guys do to these images? You're sinning. And like, I was like, mom, oh my gosh, stop. That's awful. Like, why would you say that? She was trying to have an intervention with me and say that what I was doing was wrong. And um, it kind of, it, yeah, like it stabbed me in the heart, but I just, you know, I didn't let that really stop me from my dreams, maybe postpone it until I was an adult, mm-hmm. but I just like blocked her. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I blocked my parents as well. <laughs> I feel like there comes a time too when like the aunt has a comment, the grandma has a comment, someone's got a comment and I'm like, you know what is great. You guys don't get the right to see this. So I did. I blocked my parents for a little while. I think we all go through that phase. Oh yeah. It's so different now though. Um, Over the years, I've been able to like help my family financially. Um, My mom has a whole different attitude about it. She's really grateful and she is so proud of me. So it just took some years to really prove that. And I think she's not as like religious as she used to be. Mm -hmm. She's maybe just as religious, but she's a lot more easygoing. Yeah. And maybe a little bit more open-minded. Open-minded. That's a great point. I think it's my younger brothers who are like getting into drugs. And so she's like, at least this one. Yeah. She's, she's doing maximum covers. She's yeah, killing it. You're exactly. like, you know, when did that transition happen? Did you guys have a discussion? Because I think there's probably a lot of people out there that are in that kind of in-between phase with their parents. Maybe you're still blocking them. Maybe they've gotten past that. Was there like a discussion that you guys had or something that really kind of came over the hump of? Oh, no. Um, it was just time, I think, and proving myself and you know, little things I would be like, Hey, I just booked this campaign. It pays this much. And my mom's like, what? Like she couldn't Uh believe it. You know, that, that could feed us for a month or whatever it was. And so she saw it as a different, she had a new respect for it. Mm -hmm. And I think (laughs) one time I went home and I brought um, my Playboy cover and I, I put it on the table and my dad was like, Oh my gosh. He's like, I can't see this. He walks out and my mom goes, oh, my gosh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, she was so excited. She grabbed it, you know, and I was like, Dad, it's non-nude. It was like the last non-nude issue. Mm-hmm. But still, it was sexy, and my dad did not want to see it or hear it or anything. But my mom was just so proud of my sisters. and That's amazing. Yeah, That's was really exciting. How does his dad feel now? Um, he still just kind of doesn't say anything. <laughs> He's silent. He's a mute dad. Yeah. He is proud of me, though. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, when did you start working with Victoria's Secret? Um, okay, so I did e-com for them for the pink brand. 
like way back when I first moved to New York. Actually, I was still in Miami. Okay. And I would fly up for like different jobs, but I'm not like, I didn't go down the runway. I'm not like an angel. Mm -hmm. No, Um, but you still are a Victoria's Secret model, which is huge. I mean, she's like, she's like, I don't don't know. I wouldn't consider myself that. Really? Yeah. Like when people are like, oh, you know, tell me about yourself. That's not like my thing. Really? Okay. Then what do you say? I say, um, I'm a designer, I'm an actress, and yeah, and I sometimes model. <laughs> <laughs> Casual drop-in? Do you like Google or it's like Maximum Cover, Victoria's Secret, like all these things? Yeah, I definitely, I started with modeling and that's give, given me a lot of open doors for other things. That's amazing. Okay, let's chat a little bit about the stigmas of modeling, specifically with Victoria's Secret, like women are seen as such sex symbols. And I want to kind of chat from your perspective on like what may be the case and what might not be the case. Okay. I love that question. Um, I think sexiness is so diverse and Victoria's Secret kind of puts what they think sexiness is in um, this certain light or view. Mm -hmm. And I think people get confused when they grow up seeing like their ideal body type or look when that's not what is only sexy. There's so many sexy things about all different shapes and sizes and, you know, just the industry in general, like um, starting and being on the shorter side at five, eight, which is kind of crazy, but that's short. Um, You know, I can still photograph tall or, why not make sure in, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what has changed over the last few years is people are like, no more, you know, the, the beauty standards aren't like what they should be. Yeah. Beauty is so different than what Victoria's Secret shows. I feel, I don't know. And I love that. No, I I think, think, I think that's amazing. I think being curvy or being skinny or, um, you know, being short or tall, like it shouldn't matter. There's beauty in all of it. Yeah. What do you think in the past, you said specifically in the last few years, things have really shifted. What do you think some of like the major shifts have been in the industry? Um, I think you like the diversity of the models that are booking the campaigns right now is so beautiful. Um, I remember when it used to be just blondes, always like blondes, blue eyes, which is great for me. But, um, in the last few years, my agent has been like, you know, you're really just not in your type is not in right now. And I'm like, that's amazing. Actually, that's exciting because I don't want to just be making it because I'm so-called my types and I want to make it because people love me and I'm working hard and I'm different. And I love to see all the diverse different girls on the campaigns. I think it's beautiful. That's amazing. What do you think in the next three to five years is going to shift? Ooh, I think, um, I think it's going to, the age of models is going to shift. I think a lot older models are going to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot younger, I think there's just going to be a lot of, I think now there's Yes, sexist, but also age. How do you say ageist? ageist. Yeah, yeah. ageist is a huge thing. I've noticed that too. I have a marketing agency, and the more that I've seen in the past few months, people asking for 
older models, different types of models, transgender models, all of these different, like, not only just like ages, like I've seen the age range drastically go up, which I think is very interesting. We're working with a brand right now who does, um, they make like really luxury sheets and they were asking, they're like, yeah, we want models 35 and up. And it used to be when we were working with them, they wanted like 18 to 25 max. So I personally think that's really cool because I think there's going to be a new group of people who maybe thought they could never model, thought they like grew out of the age range or that they weren't like sought after will now get this really cool opportunity that they never would have had. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm so excited because as I get older, I hope that happens. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really think so. Like I've seen such that shift. I mean, I think, was it uh, Balenciaga? They just had like a six-year-old model Mm -hmm. on the runway. Um, I think that's amazing. And I think the diverse amount of people, um, I think it's more about who people love and they want to see versus like what they think is in. And too, I mean, there's wild stuff happening. Like, I mean, there's this one Instagram model that I was, well, that she's like CG. There's just, I, oh, I don't even know if we want to jump in here, but there's like a model who's essentially been CGI created and she's like popping up everywhere. I think she has like 9 million followers on Instagram and she's booking campaigns and she's like a CGI created individual like it's not a real person literally insane I was losing my mind I was like wait what it came up on ads week yesterday and I hadn't seen anything about it and so I think that there's going to be a lot of like kind of trippy things in technology same with like I could even see with you guys doing like digital shoots I remember over COVID there was a brand who did they couldn't book this model and fly her in because of COVID restrictions. So what they actually did was they used Zoom and they shot the entire campaign via Zoom. Wow, that's crazy. I know during COVID, there were certain brands that would send me the clothes. I had to learn how to use um, a remote, shoot my own content. And I had to be clever with creating content with not having anybody else because my boyfriend does not like shooting me. get creative. Do you use LensBuddy at all? Have you heard of that no, app? No, what is that? Okay, I'm going to show it to you after this. Okay, TV Babes, LensBuddy. I wish they were a sponsor. You guys need to hop on this. But it's so good. So essentially you prop, you just need a tripod. Okay. And then you do, you can flip your camera so you can see exactly what you're doing. You hit like a second amount. So if it's like half a second and then how many images you want to take up to like a thousand. So you can literally just set up your phone and hit it and you don't have to use the remote. Wow, that's amazing because you always see my like hand holding oh, yeah. <laughs> you have like the you know the girls with like the fist in the back oh, or they're me. like <laughs> literally me. yeah lens buddy is gonna be your new best okay. friend i'm downloading it right after <laughs> perfect what are some other trends besides um a diverse ages and then diverse models that you're seeing in the industry overall Ooh, um the trends are let me think that's a good question I think as a consumer, I I think people are more aware of who they're buying from Uh and they're more conscious because they're choosing like greener companies, um, ethical clothing. I think that's like definitely on trend right now, which I love. And I think that only is going to continue down the road. I think a lot of people are going to maybe try like redoing their clothes versus like buying new clothes. Mm -hmm. 
I see that a lot right now, like altering your clothes. Um, a, lot, a lot of DIY stuff. Yeah. I'm seeing too, which I think is kind of interesting when you talk about like the eco side of things. We have a client who worked for like one of the biggest, she was an exec at, not going to say which company yet until she launches, um, but she worked at like one of the biggest makeup brands in the entire world. And she was seeing all of the things that were actually being created in the product She's like, these aren't healthy. These are like things that should not be in like our skincare and or our makeup. And so she's creating a new company. She ended up leaving them. And she was saying like one of the biggest issues is that consumers aren't educated enough that they have no idea what's in the physical products. And I think that's going to be a major shift is we're going to see labels shrink down. And I think things are going to become more expensive because their shelf life is going to be like drastically changed. Like a lot of the makeup companies, even if it's like clothing, can sit in a warehouse for a year sometimes when it's getting, you know, shipped out. And sometimes with like vitamin C, for example, like that only has a very strict shelf life. So I see that that changing a lot. I think people are going to become with things like TikTok. They're going to become more educated on these different type of products, what should be in there, what shouldn't be in there. And I think people are going to be buying smarter in the next few years. Yeah, that's where I get my news, TikTok. Yes, honestly, I do too. News is like pretty much not allowed in my house. I think don't allow it. way less depressing. Yeah, me too. I'm like, nope, we are not Fox News. We are not CNN. Turn it off. I literally am like, I have an email in the morning that comes in with like marketing stuff and I'll read it and then I'll delete it. And I'm like, that's all for the day. Exactly. I get all my info from my assistant. I'm like, oh, we're at war. (laughs) She's like, you need to know this. I'm like, noted. Noted. It's right here. I got it. Amazing. So I want to chat a little bit about you kind of breaking, like you said, you took some steps away from modeling and now you've gone into acting as well as designing clothing. And I want to kind of chat about like that transition and what that looked like for you. Okay. Well, I. I'm still modeling, but my passion is in my clothing brand, Naked Species. Um, We donate 10% to Wild Tomorrow Fund. It's a charity in Africa doing amazing things. So not only are the designs like super cool and cute, um, it gives back. So that's like taking up majority of my time. And then acting, which has always been a passion of mine, Um, I've gotten really into it lately. Um, I've been doing auditions like two or three times a week, just back to back and working on a few different projects, but I'm hoping to get more into it. So hopefully one of these auditions books soon and I get one of these big roles where, um, you know, I can do something I love, which is acting. That's amazing. So how did you come up with the idea for designing? Um, So... I was like, okay, one, I want to do, I, I want to create a clothing brand. Two, I want to make sure it does something amazing um, and gives back. So what do I want this to be? So I started doing research on different charities and I was looking and then I came across endangered species. And as I was researching, I figured out that there's so many different beautiful speechy, species, it's hard to say, um, that go extinct all the time. And it's super sad. Um, so this just really pulled on my heart and I was like, okay, this is what I want my mission and my passion to be and my brand to be. So all the pieces I design are one, what I love to wear and what I think people will love, but also have like a little twist and kind of go with the endangered species. They're super cute. So this is one of them, right? 
so yes, this is this space sloth tea. Say that Sorry. 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, I did this in Photoshop. I do all my designs and I made a little sloth going into Mars. And it basically says the pygmy three-toed sloth is critically endangered so we'll be relocating to mars and that's super cute and yeah he's going to mars and there's actually <laughs> less than a hundred of this specific species left in the world wow which is really sad wow they're super cute though okay so how did you teach yourself uh photoshop and design like the whole creative process how long did that take you um i'm still learning but i've always been an artist you can see i have paintings all over my house um i love to paint and draw and that kind of just translated into Photoshop. So I started playing around with it. Um, I usually would do the sketches and then just take a picture and then like scan it. Mm -hmm. um, but now I've gotten a little bit better where I can like actually draw in Photoshop. So Wow, they're so cute. Thanks. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and then you do this with your sister, correct? So my sister helped me launch the brand. Um, I'm an artist and I am not good with accounting or anything business related. So she helped me get it off the ground. Um, she works in um, Silicon Valley. She's a super nerd. I love, I love it. it. That's she, amazing. Yeah. So she helped with like, um, you know, getting the finances to get it started. And she's there to help with um, making sure we donate 10% because we donate 10% of everything. She makes sure we um, are doing all the right with taxes and all that good stuff. I don't know. I don't yeah. know she <laughs> she's, she's business side, your design side. You yeah. got to have both at a company because if you don't have, someone can be like an amazing artist, but be awful at bookkeeping and then their business oh, yeah. is destroyed or vice versa. They're not creative. Like you really need both of those sides. Yeah, in the beginning, I'd be like, what do you think, this or this? And she's like, I don't like either. And I was like, I don't care. This is what I love. <laughs> and then I would make it, and it would sell like crazy. And she's like, oh, my God, you were so right. Now she's like, I'm not going to even give my opinion. Blue is not my color, but you do your thing. And so she just lets me do the designs. She wears them, even though she, if she doesn't, like, believe in it because um, she believes in me, and she knows – that I know what's in. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't know what's in. I wear what you give me. And <laughs> so. That's so cute. Okay, so which animals are you doing next? Oh, that is a good question. I I don't. So right now, um, I'm working on this one piece. It's a, it's a big lion that has a crown on his head and he's laughing. And it's kind of funny and I'm painting it. So I want to put that on a t-shirt. It sounds kind of weird, but it's really like funny. Well, and to Leo the Lion, it's August. Well, is it still August? Yes, that's Leo month. Oh, I didn't know. There you go. Yes, <laughs> I'm a Leo, which is why I know. But, but it's just funny how he's laughing because it looks so human. Oh, I love it! I can't wait to see him. How often are you dropping these? Um, so there's literally no schedule. It's whenever I feel inspired and have time. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really have to be inspired. And hopefully at some point I can get a design team that can keep me on track and help maybe where I can just like oversee it. But right now I'm doing everything. So yeah, I have to be really in inspired and wanting to create something for me to actually do it. If yeah. someone were to tell me, Hey, you have to do this. I would be like, I'm sorry. I have no, I have no artistic ability to do something. I'm not 
inspired by. I love it. So when do you do like your creative process? So does it, when you say that these just kind of come to you, are you like a night person? Are you a morning person? Where do you do like your creative dumps? Um, I usually sit on my patio and I will just start sketching down ideas in my notebook and I'll be like, what do I like right now? Oh, I love space. Elon just went to space. Um, like space is so cool. Got to do something in space. What's my favorite endangered species right now? Oh, I love the sloth. They're really in right now. Oh, I'm going to do space sloth. <laughs> Perfect. We have what I use too for kind of a creative process if any of the TBB babes need this. I love it. I do kind of the same thing, but we do them in Google Docs and they're called brain dumps where oh. I write down like everything that I'm thinking of right now. And I'll literally set a timer for like 15 minutes. So no idea is like a bad idea. And I just jot everything down that I'm thinking of. And then after that 15 minutes, I'll kind of look everything over and some of them will be awful. You'll be like, what was that? What was I even thinking? And then some of them I'll be like, wait, those kind of pair together. For example, when you're like space and sloth and I'll like highlight them and then I'll move all of the ones that like maybe are kind of like in between ideas, not fully formulated, or like I'm not going to move forward with into another box. And then I'll relook at that kind of second situation. Highlight, is this something I want to come back to in like a month or six months? Or is this an idea to delete? That's amazing. I, I should do that actually. Um, no, I love that. Like originally I was going to do a space monkey, but I was like, that's so not original. You know? I like the space law. And I, I think it's like, cute. I have to do something that's not been done before. Um, on my most popular design, the first one I launched was our two rhinos that are procreating. Um, oh, yeah, I saw those. Yes. And I was like, I want to do rhinos. Um, I just love them. And then I was like doing some Google searches and I saw this image of two rhinos humping. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is crazy, but I like it. How can I like somehow make it into art that someone will want to wear? And so I made it and then I was like, no, 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 this is too crazy. No one's going to want to wear this. And then I was like, but also like, maybe I should do this because no one else is doing it. Mm -hmm. No one else is making cool clothing that you'll actually want to wear that gives back. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to go down that route. That's amazing. What would be three tips for somebody who wants to create a clothing line? Um, I think find someone that can support you and that believes in you that can help you along the way that's so important um and then also you have to have resilience and grit you cannot give up because it is really freaking hard and you're going to want to give up a bunch so just like sticking to it um and not giving up is just amazing oh what would be your third tip oh yeah my third tip would be um Ooh, that's a good one. I think just like create what you love and don't don't follow trends more so make them. And if they don't do well, like don't let that get at you, you know, like stay true to yourself and what you think is good and what you love. Because I feel like at the beginning, everyone was telling me, oh, you should do this. Oh, this color is in right now. Oh, you should make these. And like pe people were just like really giving me their opinions and I, I would make something that I didn't love and I wasn't like passionate about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. If people don't love it. Oh, well, like, yeah, it's good. I have to love it mm -hmm. to be able to promote it. 
And two, you have to gut check yourself. Like, I think nobody can have reins on like your creative process. And if you know what you're going to make is going to sell as well as help people, then like, who cares what the aunt says? Who cares what the friend says? Like, you've really got to gut check yourself and be like, do I love this? Is this something I want to put like my stamp of approval on? Exactly. If you can't look at it and absolutely love every part of it, don't make it because it doesn't matter if other people don't love it. It's like, you have to love it to sell it. Yeah, I would, I I would so agree. No, 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 totally. There, apparently there's a whole like color sheet where designers use. Oh, a thousand percent. Like yeah. all this stuff. And I was, at the beginning I was like, how do I get this? But now I'm like, no, this color is the color I love. Like who That's cares a- about the color sheet? <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Um, what do you want to be known for? Ooh. Um, that is a really good, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> And people um, always get stumped. You'd be surprised. We should do a compilation of everyone being like, oh, shit. <laughs> I feel like I want to be known for um, changing the world. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I want to make a difference. And I want, I want to be known for doing that, but also creating something beautiful, whether it's in acting or in my clothing. And really helping and inspire others. I don't know. Like, I really just love giving back, whether it is to someone that I'm mentoring or just my siblings. I just want to be able to, like, be an inspiration to others. That was kind of all over the place. But, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I have a question about you and you hitting your goals. Because, okay, there's, like, four months left in the year. Is there four? Right? Four. Yep. How are you, or how are you someone who like checks in with their goals to see where they're at? And then we've got those four months. Like, what are you doing in these next four months to like make sure you're hitting everything? Ooh, um, okay. So I will write down my goals a lot and I won't look at them for a while. And then when I go back, I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize I hit these goals. So that's really encouraging. But I think for me, I am never like satisfied at where I'm at. And my goals are so big. I'm like, they're unachievable in my head. Like, I'm like, oh, that's so far out. But um, I, so I always feel like I'm never where I should be when maybe I am, if I look back on it. You yeah. Know, if that a makes thousand sense. percent. I felt the same way where you're like you, or you arrive at a goal and maybe you didn't realize it. And you're like, wow, this wasn't as like exciting, or I don't feel like a sense of accomplishment. Like I thought I would. Right. I, so I never think I hit my goals. I'm always feeling behind. And I think that's imposter syndrome. We all have it. Mm-hmm. Um, Also, I remember on a train in Italy going from one city to the next, I was modeling there and this is years ago. And I wrote down the craziest, biggest dreams that I would ever have. And years later, I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I literally, I have goosebumps. I've hit this. I've hit this. I've done this. I've shot with this magazine. I've shot with this photographer. I've booked this campaign, all these goals that I had that when I wrote them down, I was like, there's absolutely no way, but I heard you're supposed to write things down. So I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) What are some things that you've wrote down that you currently want? I'm a huge believer in manifestation. So let's manifest. Okay. So I really want to book a role where I get to show my karate because I did karate growing up. And every time I see an action film where the girl is kicking butt and she looks hot, I'm like, dream (laughs) okay perfect so we got number one we want to be like hot ass woman 
doing karate in a movie. Oh, oh yeah. Action film all the way. Um, I really want to showcase my pieces in a fashion show, hopefully swim week next year or New York fashion week, but I really want to showcase on a fashion and be in my own fashion show. I know that's crazy, but hey, Jesse Jim's Decker did it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have to do it soon, so I can be young enough to be on the runway. There you go. <laughs> hey, we just talked about it. Age is in. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be good. I guess it doesn't matter. I'll just do it regardless. Okay, amazing. <laughs> what do you? So what do you want to do? So you want to do swimsuits? Um. So I I currently have a bunch of swimsuits. Um, and we've been getting such a good response from the swim. That's why this year I've really focused on doing mostly swim. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm a swim brand, but I think that I'm gearing towards that just because people love it. And maybe I, um, coming from shooting so much swim, I have a lot of like knowledge when it comes to designing it. Yeah. That that's really translated over into the brand. So a lot of it is swim. So it does kind of make sense to do swim week. Yeah. That's a, that'd be amazing. Okay. (laughs) What are some other goals? I always love to hear people's goals. Okay. My next goal is to... Ooh, I kind of want to live in different cities at the same time. So I want to have a home and buy my own house and maybe New York, California, maybe Europe. I mean, these are big goals. No, I love them. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to one day start my own charity. I think that's so fun and make a difference. And I one day I want to have kids and get married and all that good stuff that's too. amazing i love it i'm <laughs> all here for it all you want to do it all that's amazing i love manifestation literally watch us in like two years send you these clips and they're gonna have all happened oh my god i love that <laughs> that'd be so cute yes. can you tell everybody where to find the brands find you that way they can come and say hello yeah so go to nakedspecies.com if you want to check out the collection you can follow me on Instagram at Joy Corrigan, and that's um, J-O-Y-C-O-R-R-I-G-A-N. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, TBB babes, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to say hello to our guest of the week. We will see you next week. Uh, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell us your favorite part of the episode. Ta-ta for now.